0: Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Balance and Water. This is your girl Balance, and I'm here with my partner, Water, and we're bringing to you another episode. Um, I just want to start out by saying that I hope that a lot of you have, that do listen to us have went out and voted. If not, it's still not too late. Um, it's still early voting, um, this week, at least here in Florida. Um, I think up until the 31st, is that yeah. the 31st? No,
1: up until the, up until the Monday.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, up until I guess Monday and voting is on the third, mm-hmm. right? That's the actual day of the election.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Up until the Sunday, I think the Monday you can't vote.
0: You would have to wait till the actual Tuesday. Right. Okay. So yeah. So it's early voting all the way through the first of November. Cause you know, dates we don't I mean the actual days we don't really know, but all the way to November mm-hmm. 1st. And then if you don't vote through the first for early voting, then November 3rd is the last day that you can vote, which I think is election day if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. yeah. If you haven't voted, please go and vote. Exercise your rights. No matter who you vote for, you don't have to tell us. Just go vote. So, with that being said, how have you been? How's your week? I've been good. My week was good. How was yours? It's actually been pretty good. You know, I can't complain. Nothing too big. Just kind of relaxed for the most part. Um, uh, yeah, everything's kinda copacetic over here. You do anything interesting besides work? No. You no No. <laughs> did you do anything this weekend? Did you do anything exciting? Cause you know, I, I know you work Monday well Sunday through I mean Tuesday through Saturday. So yeah. no what you... no no. I work Wednesday to Saturday. Oh, so you're off on Tuesdays now too? Yes. Yeah. Oh well wouldn't that be an what? When did that going to effect? I didn't know that. That has started since January 1st of 2020. Oh, good Good thing I didn't need those days. Uh. <laughs> you don't get your hair done on a Tuesday. It only affected the people who get their hair done on Tuesday. Right. Good thing I didn't need my hair done on Tuesdays because mm-hmm. I would have been highly highly uh... out <laughs> Sorry. It was like an email or something sent out?
1: No, I just changed
0: it myself. I just oh. went on my booking site and said Tuesday <laughs>
1: unavailable. That was it. There was no, <laughs> so there was no. Forward. I was telling every. I told
0: you guys last year, like I'm not gonna be working Tuesdays like, no more. I don't even. I said it. I don't even remember. I, you know, it could yeah. be me. Maybe I just because Tuesdays is not a day that you would normally get your hair done, so it didn't mean anything to you. I still feel like I should have been aware because you never know. So, like, is Tuesday's like you know emergency day? You when you aware? When you go to make your appointment and you don't see
1: Tuesday available. There you go. Now you know.
0: Because, you know, a lot of times, like, I may send you a text like, hey, I think that, you know, you got a glitch with your system. The Tuesday is off and I kind of need it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I get that for every day. There's a glitch. You
1: when do you not work Wednesday's anymore? Do you not work Thursday? Are you just you really not do? working anymore? You no, really do get that. I, <laughs> I absolutely am working. I'm just booked, girl. Don't <laughs> nobody care that you got a date tomorrow. You can't get in. Here. I was just
0: joking. I didn't know that you were really getting that as an excuse. Are you not working?
1: <laughs> All the time. Is there something wrong with the system? Nope. <laughs> um, have you stopped working Saturdays? Nope. <laughs> that is actually. I just really want to make sure everything is okay. Like, are you going on vacation or something? Nope.
0: Yeah, like, cause I guess we just we're not used to seeing all those blacks, like. It went mm. from you know having different slots at different time. Maybe a time didn't really work for us, but you still had appointments on those days. Yes, y'all better, y'all better realize I'm a hot commodity out here. Pretty much, you know I don't want you to toot your own horn, but I'm saving
1: out here.
0: And then I get y'all appointments. I just don't know. Like, <laughs> what are we gonna do to to combat everything? Like, are you gonna slow down on the advertising, or are you gonna? Like, because if you're really booked now... for so, so the appointment's not to be booked? Yeah, like, if you slow down mm-hmm. on I think that may be something that you should look into, just for my sake. I don't
1: know. I can't... I, I, there's nothing that can be done. <laughs> it's, it's above I you now? I technically wasn't supposed to be taking any new clients this year at all. Really? but So what was the reason yeah, behind that? Because, because you guys are fighting. You guys are literally fighting each other, and then you come and cuss me out, and I'm over it. <laughs> I've had people, like... I've had two people trying to get the same appointment, and, like, it knocked somebody else out, because she was faster. It, 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 it's just... It's a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. this sounds, I don't know. This sounds like some bad girl's of, like hair type stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be a physical fight in the salon sometime about an appointment. I mean, I just, I know myself, <clears throat> I just thought when you got to a certain level, I just stopped advertising and telling people who did my hair and things of that magnitude. I just wasn't... Yeah, a lot contribute. of you guys did, but that didn't stop people from still finding me. Yeah, because you keep advertising. That's why I was trying to, you know, get the conversation I'm, to go towards...
1: i my whole business. I get it does not mean that I'm technically advertising for myself. I promote the whole salon. You do. And I mean, if that means you want to come in my chair, then, you
0: know, I applaud you for yourself. supporting others as well that work with you. But just when people go and see, they can see everybody's information. So um, maybe that's something we can work on in the future. Figuring out, you know, how to advertise without you being included in this.
1: Um, the best way is for me just to stop doing hair and then have just give my clients the way to everybody else. That would
0: be the easiest thing. I wasn't, really, and I could just come into the salon and just oversee what's going on. You know, I wasn't really going in that direction. Um, <laughs> oh, I think oh, you know, okay. Yeah, I think you've gone a little bit too far with that idea, but but you know if we if we keep this up, maybe sooner or later down the line we can figure out something that that works best for you and I, and maybe others as well. Okay. But I'm more so concerned about myself um, in this. Um uh, trust me, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: If this is all really just
0: about you. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm really selfish. I've you know. I mean, I look out for other people, too, but I think it's only smart.
1: You don't even care about your mother, your sisters, none of them, getting their
0: appointments. I mean, okay. You
1: just care about the girl.
0: I, I I would like for their hair to be done, too, but at the same time, it's like why would I neglect myself for them? Like, we all have the same oh, so 24 hours. What, what did you do this week? I'm not, I'm not, we're not even doing that. <laughs> I mean, I think that
1: sounds, make You make about you. That's, not.
0: that sounds really considerate of me, honestly.
1: What <laughs> did you do this week?
0: <laughs> um, so I applied at different places, different jobs, had a lot of interviews, um, just pretty much just tedious little stuff, to be honest.
1: So your job, your job searching?
0: Yes. So pretty much I got tired of my last career and I just, just left. Step down on faith. I was just over it. You know, like, I don't know if you've ever had that um, type of job where or career where, you know, you just got fed up with what you were doing because it wasn't really a passion of yours and you were just doing it. I'm pretty sure you have not because you're pretty much in your career. And you like doing hair.
1: Yeah, I have.
0: Thank you very much. You don't know oh, me. Okay. Oh, my life. All right. Excuse me. Um, So yeah, we'll get to you next. (laughs) Um, So I pretty much reached a peak where I was just over what I was doing, um, simply because I had started that career and it was something supposed to be temporary. um, And it was lower level when I first started out, but I was able to advance fast. It paid well. So I just kind of stuck with it. But I think, you know, this whole pandemic just it just made it worse because it was doable when I was going into the office to do it. Like I can actually do this and then leave and cut it off. But when I started working from home, I just really became miserable with the job itself. Like after I would do mm-hmm. my morning workout at like five and I finished showering and get ready to start, like I would be so miserable. Like I do not want to do this shit. And it just got to a point where I was just, I couldn't do it anymore. I could not, Like the weekends felt like a thirty-minute lunch break, and the whole week would go by slow. And it was like I would work to just look at the freaking time, waiting for it to be over. And I was like, "This cannot be. This cannot be life. I'm. I don't think I'm supposed to work and then dread every single day that I have working this job. Mm -hmm. And it was a certain no. You absolutely should not. Right. And it was a certain career where like. I had time to take off, but when you take off, you're going to be so far behind that it's almost like, why even take off? Because it's going to be worse than what it would be if I didn't take off. So you deal with that at the same time, like debating, should I take this time off or not? And when you look at it, the 24 hours or whatever you take off, it honestly wasn't even worth it because you're not really going to do anything with that time because the the nature of the career and the job, you're still thinking about what you need to do when you do go back. So I just ended up leaving it behind and, you know, so right now I'm just, you know, I stepped out on faith to, to find something else. And that's where we're at right now. So, yeah.
1: So are we going in a completely different direction career wise, or are we just looking for a new job? Um, A new company to work
0: for? I'm not looking for, I'm looking for a totally new company, of course, but I am definitely not trying to look for the exact same career. I don't mind staying in insurance but I am not trying to be what I was before in insurance, if that makes sense. So I pretty much was Mm -hmm. a workers' compensation adjuster. Um, I'm not, I don't want to do that at all, at all. That's not something that I want to look into. That's not something I want to do temporary. No, 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 not even a little bit. That's, that's not. So right now, like I've applied in different markets, you know, more so business um, because of my bachelor's and then my master's degree and what I have it in. But for me, it's just honestly finding something else. And I figured for me, my rationale behind it was that, you know, I've spent about five, six years in this career field. And because they pay well, that's what kind of had me in there longer than what I wanted to be. It's like, I might need, I, I just need to step out now. I felt like it was the best time simply because it's like, I don't want to stay another year, get a raise or whatever. And they pay, they continue to pay me well. And I'm sucked in there. Next thing you know, I have 10 years invested into this career and that's all I have on my resume as far as job and work. And then when I try to step out and do something else, I have to start back at the bottom. And by that time, I may have children, you know, like real deal responsibilities outside of the regular bills that I have now. So it's like that money's not going to be sufficient enough for me. So I felt like right now was probably the best time for me to step out and, you know, find something else before I invest any more time in something that simply was not making me happy. So...
1: You, I'm sure there's a lot of people you <clears throat> during this time of covid is having those same, um like revelations at home like this is just not it right and sometimes it's easier just to stay in the comfort of knowing um you know that you have a paycheck coming and and These times right now are very uncertain. There's a lot of layoffs happening. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of companies just completely shedding or branches closing down. So um, it's so, I know some people are just feeling like I can't leave. I shouldn't leave. It would be crazy for me to leave at this time when everything is so uncertain and the job market right now is, is flooded with people looking for a job, but sometimes in situations like this that is needed, because if things like this didn't happen, you would have never left your job, you know? Right, sometimes these these type of situations is so that you can um, move on, or even the layoffs, you know, whatever mm company is causing me, that's the only way that you would have ever left that job is because you were forced to leave the
0: job, you know? Right. And that's the crazy thing about it. So like, for me, I've never really had like big anxiety. I've never been really been stressed out or anything. And to be honest, I'm still not really stressed out right now, but it's just the fact that once I did it, it was the most rejuvenating, relaxing, exciting, nerve wracking experience that I've ever felt once I was, once I said those words and I was done with it. Like, I had never felt yeah, so relieved that's in my probably life.
1: Probably because it was something that you were actually doing for yourself. It was it right. was a time of selfishness right. for you. And you probably don't usually, well, you are selfish. But <laughs> a decision like that, a, a big decision like that, you would not usually make out of selfishness. And right. so that's why it was, in a sense, like you said, kind of exhilarating. because. Right
0: you stepped out and you did right and it was like because most people like you said with this whole pandemic people are like oh you know i don't think i should be doing this people are getting laid off the job market is hard and one thing i've actually seen is that you know there actually are a lot of jobs out there but for me my career path the degrees that i have and my standard that i have there are are jobs but it, it may take another license it may take something else that i may need before i get to it but I was actually shocked with the amount of jobs that are actually still out there. So I think the ones that are more so worried are those that, you know, have like manual labor jobs, warehouse jobs, you know, things that that once they close down, they can't do anything from home. Like they, there actually is a production line or something to that extent. And it's hard for them, of course, because that warehouse may have closed down or even trying to find another one, you know? And I think for me, like, the reason why I felt like this was the best time for it was because of that simple reason where you have all these people that are pretty much in a sense in the same situation as myself, where they feel like they become miserable. Now they're working from home or they've been laid off and they're trying to find a new path. And this opportunity with the pandemic caused them to lose their job, but they weren't happy in it anyway. So I feel like everything like- with this whole pandemic was just a sign. Because I, I knew I wasn't happy with it before, but it was just like I was doing it because I knew how to do it. It paid me well. But I think mm-hmm. God put me in a position where it made me extremely uncomfortable and I had to make a decision that was best for me. And so, like, actually stepping out and, you know, back well, on, the, on the job market, you know, it actually kind of feels good. So I haven't really mm-hmm. got stressed out or anything I'm actually excited about whatever new journey comes my way. I
1: mean, you know, the reality is, you don't have anything to truly stress out about because it's not like you know you don't have kids you have to take care of you. It's you by yourself. So if you get down to the point where you're all you eating is ramen noodles, it's right. you eating ramen. Right. You know, you don't have any responsibilities. I mean, you do have bills, but you don't have any. You don't have any yeah. dependent. Right. I mean, right. You don't any have dependents. you know. It's not a one uh, like you're the breadwinner. Like, you know, like if it was a marriage and you need equally needed to be bringing in money, you know, you don't have those type of stressors
0: and stuff. So you're free to pretty much do whatever you want at this point in your life. Right. And even then, I think like, like I said before, I didn't have big time anxiety or anything, but just me because I'm used to always working, always having a schedule. So a little bit of my anxiety has kicked in because it's like, okay, so I've been out for a month. I left in September. Right. So, it's like, okay, I haven't gotten anything in a month. So did I? And then it makes me feel like, should I go back to the market that I know just to get something and have something? Or should I stay fast on how I feel and keep moving forward? My mind plays kind of tricks on me like that. Like, did you make the right decision? Was it the right yeah. timing? And I, I, I have to the devil. just... Go ahead. That's the devil. Yeah, I just have to tell myself, like, I close my eyes and I pray. And I'm like, you know what? You made the right decision you did it at the right time because had I would have stayed and waited till, you know, the world opened back up, I wouldn't have left because everything would have have been back into my comfort zone. And I would have just ended up staying there unless something else just fell in my lap. But truth be told, when it comes to moving on to anything in life, you have to kind of put in that work to get to where you want to be. It's never just going to come Mm -hmm. to you that, that opportunity that you're looking for or that business venture is not going to, just fall into your lap. And and say, no, ninety
1: five percent of the time that is that's not how it happened.
0: Right. And I think that being in that this uncomfortable space, slightly uncomfortable space, is a bit of my transition and growth at the same time for whatever yes. is waiting for me. A
1: lot of people don't even allow themselves to get to the uncomfortable space because right. it's uncomfortable. Right. Right? And you don't wanna inconvenience yourself or your life in any kind of way right so as soon as that feeling comes they just go back to their normal because they don't want to have to push through that uncomfortable stage in their life
0: exactly and that's everybody has to right and that's when the biggest blessing comes from and that's why i say because the world is pretty much still trying to be built up Regardless if the government helps anybody or not, it's like everything is not moving full force. So I wouldn't have that pressure of regardless of what you got going on, you know, you gotta make it happen. Because when the world when right. everything's moving around you, it builds a certain type of anxiety for you. Like, what are you gonna do? You've lost a whole nother mm-hmm. twenty-four hours of you or you've lost a whole forty hours last week because you didn't have an occupation, because you stepped down on faith. But now everything is still <laughs> slow, kinda stagnant it gives me that comfort that I'm not in this by myself. There are more people out there without a job. Right. If that makes it. So that's why I was like, I have to do this right now. I have to, while I I have this mindset of moving forward in, in whatever direction that it may be right now, is probably the best time that it is to do that because I know when everybody else starts moving around me, My mind starts playing tricks, probably the devil, making me feel like I'm a failure. Why would you do what you did when you have nothing else aligned? Because most of the time when I left my previous job for the, you know, for a better position, I made sure I had something in line before I ended up leaving that position. But this is the first time in anything that I've done in life where I've just quit it cold turkey. I haven't done it with sports, haven't done it with any obligations. Like I have never quit anything, just been like, you know what, I'm over this, I'm done. Never, Mm -hmm. even when it comes to a relationship, I've never just said I'm done and just got up and walked away. It's always been a a process for me just because my mind makes me feel like you're uncomfortable without whatever you're used to having. So it's the, I I see this as the biggest blessing for me thus far. I want to say this is probably, uh, being 29 years old, I want to say this is probably the most exciting time that I've ever had in my 29 years of living. Just because I don't know what to expect. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just excited for the road that I'm about to, that I'm embarking on pretty much. Yeah, I hope, I hope it, uh, I hope it gives you a new attitude. I think my attitude is actually phenomenal, to be honest. Uh, you would, but I'm, it's not. How <laughs> do I mean, no. nah. you know? I'm sorry. You know, I mean, tomato, tomato. Um mm-hmm. I think. In terms of what we're talking about, no, we're not even going to continue, because I know this is
1: going to go some way you're going to try to talk about me. So, <laughs> no.
0: So you're just going to cut it off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so now that we're on the topic of, you know, making drastic changes and, and growth and all those things, I know that you're in a career of doing here. And you said before you were in a position that made you uncomfortable. What was your biggest influence in getting out of that position that made you uncomfortable or what helped you get to where you are right now to where you enjoy what you do? What? Okay. Okay. So, so, you, okay. So you're well, the, you're well, the, you you have to answer this question. You're in a career field that you enjoy that you wake up, so you easy. know. Of course, you you may be like I don't want to do hair today, but this is a passion for once you start doing, you take enjoyment in doing hair. What influenced you to get in it or how did you transition into getting in this field, especially being a business owner? Because most people, they start out, you know, having just a chair here and somebody else's salon. And- um, <clears throat> that's, that's
1: a long-winded question. I don't really know. Like, uh, clearly, my education is not in hair. It, well, it didn't start off that way. Um, You know, hair is something that I kind of always did and enjoyed doing enjoy doing i don't necessarily feel like hair is my passion i i really don't like when people say that really passion doesn't necessarily um passion doesn't always uh equate to revenue
0: right so 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 hold on hold on because i always thought this was a passion for you i'm sorry to interrupt but i always thought this was a passion for you so
1: mm -mm. i enjoy doing hair yes um and I enjoy uh, the the beauty industry, but I wouldn't say that it's a i don't I don't feel that I'm necessarily passionate about anything. I like things i don't have I don't have heightened like like feelings about a lot of things, which is why you know you don't really ever seem to get super excited about anything. I may feel good about it, but I'm not about to be jumping up and down. Right So, like, hair is just a good thing for me. I enjoy it. It was a way... um So, it's my talent, in a sense.
0: Okay,
1: okay. More than it is my passion. Um And then I just realized that, like, probably a few years into it, that this was, like, my happy medium. For me to still... What I would think, in a sense, is my calling or what I'm here for is to, like, help people, but... I'm doing it through doing hair. Like right. God must have known that I would not have been able to be in anybody's clinic or office. Just you know, doing therapy sessions with people. It was going to have to be more than that because due to my sign, I was going to get bored just sitting in somebody's office.
0: Right.
1: Um. So yeah. this is my like happy medium to be able to still impact and help women or people period um while doing something that i'm talented in gotcha okay but that wasn't a that wasn't something that i realized until a little later on um i mean i when i first started i was just doing hair you know
0: right right
1: so I was just in the salon enjoying doing hair talking to people you know right thinking i'm grown whatever <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, you use, everybody has their stereotype of what, you know, a black salon or, you know, is like, so I was definitely living that stylist life <clears throat> and, um, and then I became a business owner and that all changed.
0: How did that, so, what level did it change for you when you became a business owner? Did you feel like it was more stress of having to be successful? Like you can't um, fail because you are, this is your business.
1: I I first had to allow myself to stop thinking that I was just a hairstylist. I had to start thinking or start aligning myself more on the business owner side than the hairstylist. I still wanted to be a hairstylist, but I wasn't anymore. And even to today when people say, well, you know, you're not, you're not, you, you're you an entrepreneur, and I'm like, I really don't even like that word. Like, entrepreneur is is a title I don't like to carry either. I understand why people feel like I am because I have myself in so many different avenues, but I feel like entrepreneur, that is a whole separate uh, career path that I'm I'm not wanting to be a part of. Right. But I guess yeah. I am. I don't know. But yeah, you just put pressure. Once you become a business owner, you do put pressure on yourself. Once you decide to do something that is yours, and at the end of the day, if shit goes wrong, it's your fault. Like you, who can you really blame? Because it's it's your business, right? Um. So yeah, you put a lot more pressure on yourself than if I was just working, you know, right, in Paul Mitchell salon somewhere.
0: And that's and it's crazy that you say that once you become a business owner because, you know, like I said, since I, I've been out of work for a month and I want to say immediately when I stopped, my creative juices started flowing in my head where I've been more productive creatively, like what started my own things and looking at things that I want to get into that will actually make me happy, maybe a passion, whatever you want to call it. And I was just like okay, what can I do? I had a lot of different things written down. I had a lot of business plans that I made just because I knew how to create a business. I knew how to create, you know, a five step plan. If I needed, I knew how to do all those things, but it was Mm -hmm. just like, I think that was too far out of my comfort zone. So I have them all like all six of them, but it's like, you know I'm not, I'm not (laughs) ready for that yet for me. It's too
1: much out of your comfort zone because people don't allow themselves to believe that they could, truly live a comfortable life financially doing these things. Right. And the time that it will take in their mind is unfathomable, right? Right. The majority of people... Um, like, I'll even say for in the in the beauty industry, or at, let's be more specific and say hairstylist, mm-hmm. Hairstylists can't even imagine making $100,000 a year. And in my mind, I don't even understand how you don't make $100,000 a year. Mm. But when they get in, because they... To them, it's like, oh, I'm just doing hair. It's just a little side thing. Most people... The, the amount of money that they want to make to be comfortable they can never they never allow themselves to believe that they can make that right they're always just trying to make at least what they are making currently at their job or a little bit more than that mm-hmm. right so if I make fifty thousand an now, it's like, okay I, well i just i at least if i'm making say i start. Baking cupcakes. I don't know. I just at least want to make fifty thousand. Like if I could just at least be making what I'm making at my job now, at least I'm doing what I like to do. Yeah, but that is not. That's not the exchange that you should be having. You should allow yourself. You think if there's a problem that needs to be solved, which is what a business is. Mm-hmm. You should always be allowing yourself to believe that. I'm gonna cap out at whatever my wildest imagination will allow me to. So right. if I wanna make a million dollars in ten years, okay I'm gonna make a million dollars. Right. You just gotta figure out how it has to be done. But most people they will write out business plans all day but they won't they don't ever talk about the the money.
0: Right, right.
1: How much that they're really gonna make for them.
0: Right. So and I even think for myself like if I was to start a business, I'm going to have to do it with another full-time job just to ease my mind. Because You see what I'm saying? But no, that's yeah. no, you can't do that. You cannot do that. That is not...
1: And I hear people say that all the time. And I'm like, okay, so... You're going to add another... You already have limited time, bud. Right? You're going to take another job that's going to take away... More time from what you should be putting into the business <laughs> because it makes you feel comfortable right? knowing that, okay, well, at least if I don't make any sales this week, I at least get my paycheck from wherever, wherever. No! Right. <laughs> That's, you have to own 100% put the effort in.
0: right? Period. So I was I was talking to my mom because they want to go in, into a certain type of business, but I was discussing with her that, you know, it's certain steps that you you guys need to take first in regards to researching before we're going to do anything and talking about, you know, how we're going to get there. And so I was like, mm-hmm. for me, I gave myself a three-year plan, you know, once I start back working um, because I want to go into it with the least amount of loans as possible. And then also I was like, on the weekends, once I do get a job, I'm only going to take a job that's Monday through Friday. And the weekends is what I'll dedicate a certain amount of time every weekend towards figuring out how to grow the business that we intend to possibly do or whatever I want to do on yeah, my own. I'm telling you now, you're not going to be successful. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> I think that you're is gonna great. You're going to designate two days out of the
1: week yeah, for a business over a three-year span. hmm why is it taking you three years to start a fucking bitch? Do you know that sorry ass Keisha and lazy-ass Tyrell is sitting <laughs> at home right now, done bought them some T-shirts, done figured out some cute little sayings to put on their shit, <laughs> and, and literally in 10 seconds got an email address and created a whole Instagram page, and they have a business now that's generating
0: money. But see, that's and the thing. And you sitting here waiting for
1: three years to come about because you want everything to be, you know, dotting all the I's and crossing all the T's. Like, that's but, not how that
0: goes. I know it's not how it goes, but I think that Tyrell and Keisha, who we're discussing, who is, of course, everybody, that is, those are made-up people that we're just using as an analogy yeah I they mean, they are they, they are creating money. a temporary business because that's all we see nowadays with this pandemic nah,
1: but not necessarily not necessarily that could just be the starting like you do that they do that they see they get in these sales oh okay okay well now let me let me see what I could do to do better marketing. Let me get a better quality shirt. Oh, okay, now I'm making that money. Okay, now let me see. I, I can start shipping, you know, all worldwide. Okay, well, now I'm going to add socks and hats to it. Like, it, just because it, it's just a start. It needs, some people just need to start. Yeah. And it's so simple now to start. Like, it's ridiculously if my client tells me about her daughter's lip gloss line one more time, I <laughs> done bought 42 lip glosses. Okay, I but and this little girl is 10 years. She does she keep getting my five dollars? She keeps getting my five dollars, <laughs> and now she's putting uh, what she put in not Laffy Taffy, with airhead. And so at this point, now I'm really just purchasing the lip gloss. To get the candy that she's putting in the package,
0: right? And, and you're spending you're spending money on overcharged <laughs> airhead. And
1: this age has learned. Okay, this is what I need to do to get my people. This is the type of stuff they <laughs> like. These are the flavors and that, that they like, and the colors. And she's a child, right? Does she have an LLC? No. Is she registered with this um with the, with Florida? Well, no, is she technically illegal? Kind of, but <laughs> kind is she a whole of. entrepreneur? Yes, she's a whole illegal worker. And hey, you sitting here waiting for this three-year plan to pan out?
0: No, yes. my my three-year plan is going to manifest. I know it is. I know it's going to be the best possible. Plan. <laughs> so You're not going to start the business for three years. I mean, if I if I, like I said, for me, my this is the first. This is the biggest decision I've ever made, as far as being uncomfortable. So for me, even like even I told my mom this when I was discussing with her earlier today. I was like, you know, for me, I have no problem with the decision I made. I stand firm on that. But at the same time, I'm gonna make sure I have an income coming in before I just step out and exert more money. For me, it just doesn't feel comfortable, and I think that that's a that's a part of me holding back, which I what? can acknowledge That, that. that,
1: that that's
0: not stepping out on faith. Well, that but see, that's what I'm saying. These these are these are business ventures that I may want to get into. These are not some some passions. Like I said, my creative juices started. Passion doesn't have
1: to create your money. That's what's wrong with black people. Yeah, for me, I have to have a passion.
0: Sorry. If I'm if I'm gonna give something my money, I'm gonna be passionate about. It or I'm really gonna like it. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna okay. do it. And well, then...
1: you sit there and keep trying to be passionate about something while. <laughs> other people are out here creating businesses that they could care less about but they're making money I don't want to say they
0: could care less about it but that it's not it's not I just feel it's like business I just feel like it's I just business. feel like what I see nowadays with with everybody everybody's trying to start a business but not everybody's an entrepreneur not everybody's a business owner some people are meant to be workers and so that's why you see right. a lot of people selling things
1: because the, because the entre, entrepreneurs create businesses in in the um, with the, not the hope with the uh, in, in order to sell their businesses. They right. don't create businesses to hold on to that. Right. And that's what a lot of people do. You find your passion and now you're holding on to your damn passion instead of moving on to whatever the next thing is that's entrepreneurship they don't just stay I, in one thing I, I think they're
0: in multiple things they're in multiple things but everything's bringing in something and so what i see right now i think it's a fine line because you have individuals like you said they're starting business and they're moving on to something else but they're just jumping from one thing to the next and they're still targeting the same market which is the people that you know, are well, around I'm, him. i'm
1: not necessarily talking about the people who are jumping i'm talking about the people who you see just Start something simple, like I said, right. just sitting at right. home, and they decide to do it.
0: And then with time, it then right. goes and into something bigger. Right, and that's why I say that it has to be something and I'm passionate about. Because, because I'm not naive to think that I'm going to instantly make any revenue. I may make a little bit, but whatever plan I put into the air, I am prepared to not make any legit like profit within the first year and a half. I may break even. But I may not make the profit that I want. So if this is something I'm passionate about, I'm gonna steadfast stay on it and I'm gonna stick with it until it starts to generate that profit that I want. Until I can expand.
1: But how are you gonna? How is that gonna happen if you're only dedicating Saturday and Sunday to
0: it? That's just to, to make sure my plan and everything is implemented. I'm not saying I can't start earlier, but I want to dot my eyes and cross my t's. And like I said, I, my biggest thing is that I don't want to have to take out all these loans to get my startup. Why? Because I, I, I just personally, I don't want to owe White anybody anything. I I don't want exactly. to owe anybody a lo- a large amount when I'm starting out. If I can put as much money as I can into it, and say if I do need a $10,000 loan. Why would
1: you put your own money in it? Because the profit, whatever. Business. I, why I, would you put your own money in it? I feel substance? like whatever I... you won't put... You're going to put some of your money, but if the majority of your money could come from something else, that's, that's the whole point of creating a business. If your business dissolves, they're not coming for you, they're coming for the business.
0: Right. But if it's, if it's something I'm passionate about. So it doesn't
1: about, matter the loan that you take out or whatever you have to get, whatever. That, that, that is beside the, the point. If you know that your plan is going to work, it shouldn't matter how much money that you need to get to make it happen.
0: Tomato, tomato. It's a business. Yes, it's business. But at the same time, whatever I, whatever I decide to go into, whatever avenue I decide to take, I just don't want to start out with a lot of loans. If I do get one loan that says ten thousand, I put up fifteen thousand. Okay, I'm okay with that. But I'm not trying to take out a full blown loan for it, and I have to pay back on that loan, and I'm not even. I'm barely breaking even. For me, that doesn't make any sense. So I want to bring in as much money to myself. Until I start making that real profit in it. Okay. That's just how I see it. I mean it's Everybody just, has their everybody has
1: a different approach. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying as, well as you're sitting there waiting for this three years, somebody done did it twice. Agreed. In 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 two months. Right. In six months. So every time I've seen I've I've heard clients sit in my chair multiple times. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, I've been thinking about doing this, or I think about doing that. Um, and I'll say to them, like, you know, because it's very easy for me to see the success in something. Right. So, if they're not talking about foolishness, <laughs> um, I can usually be like, yeah, that's going to work. And I can usually say, well, this is what you would, it's for it to work, Just do these things. And then you'll start to see, you know... The success from it, they usually don't do it, and then within six months, I see somebody else on Instagram or I see somebody's website, or I be like, "That's the same thing." This person was telling me they were trying to do right, and now somebody's already out there doing it, right. and
0: they're ten steps ahead of you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um Was this supposed to be the topic? Uh, okay. I mean, it just kind of so, <laughs> took a, a life of its own. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop it. I think that we are actually giving people some hope in regards to starting a business, actually just talking about what we're actually going through or whatever we, however we started our own business. So I think that we're helping somebody, at least one person outside of ourselves. <laughs> so. Okay. So we're we're good with that. Yeah. So has there been anyone that has influenced you in the in- industry that you're in or in general?
1: I mean, I have a lot of influences in the hair industry or
0: beauty industry. Was, um, was it someone that actually like influenced you prior to you like becoming a business owner in the beauty industry? I
1: never wanted to be a salon owner. That just right. came upon me. That was not something that I was ever seeking gotcha. to be or have. So mm-hmm. um, the fact that it has been this successful um, is sometimes... Uh, surprising to me because it was never anything i wanted i had just got to a point where i was tired of working in spaces that oh, i kept having to apologize to my clients for <laughs> <laughs> the, you know the drama the readiness the fight the cussing. like i just i was building a clientele that just did not did not fit that right And so I knew that I needed to have a a space that was going to, that I could be at least somewhat proud of (laughs) because the other (laughs) stuff was a mess. So, you know, like I said, it just happened to come upon me and and I did not know what the hell I was doing at all. Um, And most, you know, a lot of people know, story like my business partner left me after three months and so I had to figure it out over time and I and it it didn't start clicking and working until I realized that I was not a hairstylist anymore (laughs) I am that's what I physically do but I am a business owner and I have to think of everything in that in that you know sense because
0: it, it wasn't gonna work. Were there any times that you felt like you wanted to quit?
1: Yeah, every day. I oh. tell you, around ten thirty Tuesday night, I'd be like, "Man, fuck that salon. <laughs> I don't want to go work tomorrow. <laughs> man, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go do something else. And <laughs> get some clients." I don't care. I'm about to put this shit up and say I
0: owe it every week. I'm just so glad that and, you and, haven't done it on one of the days you were supposed to do my hair.
1: <laughs> You're always going to have those feelings, but like, I'm also as much as I love my business, I'm also not 100% attached to it. Like, if mm. somebody came to me right now with like, Hey, I, I want to buy your brand. I would let's sit down and talk. I
0: would be willing to sell the brand. You would entertain those discussions, huh? You would entertain those discussions of selling. Absolutely. So would you? Would you want to be a partner with that brand, like whoever's trying to buy it? Would you say, okay, I'm not going to sell it uh, to you? Yeah, in- I
1: mean, in, in the co- in the contract,
0: there would probably be something that states that I, I have some kind of
1: and controlling the brand. I don't really know how that goes. But yeah, like, even my product line, like if, I don't know, if Johnson & Johnson came to me and was like, they want to buy, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's the whole point of creating this shit is to sell this shit for a lot of money eventually and go do something else. Or go create another brand or whatever. Cause I actually, yeah.
0: cause I have this, I have a really good friend of mine. He started his water company in this pandemic. So he had mm-hmm. been planning this for about three years. Like he created everything from the logo, the label, the way he wanted it to go, the average, Like he created everything. So it took him three years to fully get everything right the way he wanted, get the exact water that he wanted, you know, untouched all those things. And so his initial start date for launching his water brand or water company was supposed to be September He ended up getting laid off from his job. I want to say like April of this year. And he started it in June. And just seeing where it is now is like actually amazing. Of course, it's not up there with, you know, like Zephyr Hills and things of that magnitude. But Mm -hmm. just to see it in actual stores and gas station is actually incredible. And he has this, I can't say it right now, but he actually just got this huge opportunity. He was interviewed by Forbes Under 40. And they actually ended up, he ended up having, I guess, having a gravitating story in which I assisted with in writing it, but he has this big opportunity, this big deal that's on the table that can cause it to go, you know, I want to say across the U.S., at least right now. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. waiting on this to happen, it's like, it's just amazing to see it it launched within itself. Right, but because, you know,
1: some people the fact that and, and he's open to this this deal,
0: correct? Well, what we discussed when I discussed with him and, you know, the ins and outs of business, I was like I told him I was like, if if someone comes up to you like Pepsi, Coke or whatever and they say, Hey, we wanna buy your water and add it to our collection, I was like make sure that you become a partner with it. Don't sell your brand and you make a million dollars or whatever whatever price they're putting on it. But you, right. but you become a partner with them so that you're always going to have attachments to this. You're going to always be able right. to use this, whatever. They're going to make their money, but you're going to also make money off of this regardless if you never have to advertise this ever again. Right. So, yeah, I'm, but you know, a lot
1: of people don't. like. A lot of people would have said, I put all this, all this time. It's been three years. I've been working so hard, and now they just want to come and take my 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 idea or take my uh, product. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but no, you you work that hard so that it can eventually be. It I think it. I
0: think it on a it, bigger I, scale. I think it all depends, honestly, on how well your brand is doing. So. I think the biggest struggle that he's having now is the capital to maintain. So they're making money from it, but of course it's not millions and six figures off of it because right. they're doing all the front work at the different places that they have it. So they're actually being the ones that has to deliver the water to these places when they need you know, more bottles of water and everything. So like the biggest thing is like as they continue to expand in different businesses and places, it's like, okay, we have to put up the money up front for the actual water. So we still have to maintain mm-hmm. our living, meaning bills and everything, with what we what we're making back from it, as well as fronting it. So they can't move too far because they're not going to have the product to be able to give to these right. these businesses on time. They're overselling right. themselves. So, so that's so why Bill like,
1: comes where he's able to then be everywhere, and he doesn't have to do all right. the actual. Labor, physical labor of you know, why not? Right, and that's what
0: what, that you want to do, and that's what Pepsi or whoever that may decide they want to partner with him. That's what they'll be able to do. But had he been in a situation where he had this big time investor or whatever, and they were able to you know always have that capital to you know get the water ahead of time and then expand their brand. I am pretty sure he wouldn't sell it, which it would be on smart to sell it to these companies or even partner with them because you already have the capital to make it happen on your own right. and expand in that right. way. So you're getting a hundred percent of the proceeds versus splitting it in whatever rationale that these bigger companies want to do. But the fact that right. you don't have that capital up front and you're strictly doing this off of what you have, it'd be smart to partner with them because you'll always have ties right. with them, but I would not sell my brand a hundred percent, which I see people have done. Unless I'm already a, a millionaire, like this is nothing to me. Like what Fifty Cent kind of did with.
1: Um Anyways, the majority of time, when people sell brands, they are they do still are getting some kind of something off the back end. There is still something. that like, They don't usually just sell the brand unless it's, it's it's no longer profitable for them and they just don't want to be associated or whatever the majority of the time it is more of a partnership than it is that's why when these black uh hair products and people are like oh well you know carol's daughter is owned by l'oreal and that's a white company so it's not a, really a black owned product or whoever is owned by i'm like yeah those that was that was the the that was the only way that those companies, not the only way, but that was the way to get the distribution right. to be worldwide. Right, right, agreed. agreed. So it's either I can wait 10 more years of working and slaving to get this distribution, or I can do it right now and I can partner with somebody who already has that set up. right. Why is that such a bad thing? Because people don't
0: understand business. Yeah, that, I think that's the biggest that's thing. Why. They don't understand business. So yeah, this this black person may have created and they have to partner with someone that may be a bigger white brand, but that's just to help you get your brand out there. Almost like what happened right. with um, 50 Cent and F and Vodka when he, I don't know if he actually created that or whatever, but he was the face of that. That was his brand, the F and Vodka. And then he ended up selling the whole thing to somebody else for more than what, he was getting paid a month for it or how he was, you know, advertising. So he just sold the whole thing. So he made a bigger profit, but he's on to something else. But he's already a millionaire right. and he was doing yeah, okay see, with that was it. was
1: the thing. It's like, I'm done with that. Right. Okay, I'm good on the on the alcohol. I did my thing with that. Now let's go to the next. Right.
0: Look,
1: that's the thing. A lot of people don't even understand that. They don't. And they're not willing to because they feel like you're taking my thing away from me or I'm not going to get the accolades from this this product line or whatever anymore because now you're going to be carrying it. And it's like it doesn't
0: even matter. And it's honestly it, it that's something that, that has to be discussed when you're talking over contracts or when you're thinking about selling a part of your company or whatever. Like you can say, I want to right. maintain the face of this brand, even though you guys are gonna be and They may say, Okay, that's fine because when you look at it, having a black person with their own company and them being successful may sell a lot more than just a white person behind the scenes saying that this is our this is our brand or this is our product. Right. So, I mean, those are are just negotiations, but just because you sell a portion of it and not the whole thing does not make you a sellout or you're giving it to somebody else. No, because, I mean, essentially, if you're starting out as a small black owner, you're going to need some bigger help unless you hit the lotto and you can do everything out of pocket. But with that, I still wouldn't even do that because... You may invest in a lot of money and it may not pan out because you may have bad advertisement, maybe not enough advertisement, maybe it's not reaching the market the way it needs to, you know, but these bigger companies and brands that specialize in beauty products or whatever, they'll know how to market your product. Mm-hmm. They'll it's know how to get the exposure. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I, I love seeing people, but I, I, I will say that, you know, Me, I'm a little bit more on the cautious end. And... I get it. Yeah. So, for me, (laughs)
1: what... I understand. And most people are. And I get it. And honestly, I was, too, until I got thrown into. And then I realized, like, oh, this shit ain't nothing. Like, you just... You start something, see if it works. If it don't, you go on something else. If it do, then you ride out and then to
0: whatever. Right. Yeah. And then it's like, if I do... if this if I was to fail at anything I was to do or create, this honestly would be the first time I failed at anything. Well, I failed a class in college, but that's different. don't do that. Yeah, I, that was different because so I was it's not
1: necessarily you don't you can't necessarily you can't necessarily say that it's failure because it could just be a lesson for the next thing. Right. it's not necessarily failure.
0: Right. Right. I just need, I need a little bit more of a a safety net or a cushion, you know, uh, just a a little bit more with that type of decision. Yeah, I just need a little bit of cushion with that type of decision because I don't want to be like, oh shit, I put everything I had into, I gave it all I had when I, you know, not even just in the investing aspect, but the planning and making sure everything was right and it did not pan out the way I wanted to. And I know it's a lesson that, okay, next business I do decide to to go into or decide to do that, you know, I can't handle it the exact same way. That was a lesson for moving forward whenever I do something, start something else. But I think it's that real first life F like that real F that you get, like you fail that shit. Mm -hmm. Now you got to figure out. Do you
1: have any influences?
0: Do I have any influences? Um, to be honest, no not outside of my parents. And I know that sounds cliche, but that's honestly the truth. Um, I don't really follow anybody that is actually big in any type of business venture. I don't follow any type of celebrities and most of the know on, on social media. I don't follow any, anybody that's made it on Instagram unless I know them personally. And I have a personal relationship with them. But most times I don't even want to see it because I want my journey to be my journey and what I've noticed is that with a lot of these influencers, you know, that are worldwide, a lot of them that are not um, that are big on social media, they just show you um, their success. I need to see the hardship that you've endured.
1: I, I don't feel like it was depends on who you're looking at. I, I mean, the people yeah. that I look at are definitely for business. That they they've definitely shown the, the negative side and the things that happen. Um. Yeah.
0: The flashier ones, of course, are not. They just do show you the success. But that's what a lot of people want to see. Right. They don't want to see the struggle. Right. And I, I need transparency. I need to know what's ahead of me. Like, I, I, like, I'm not naive to think that everything is going to flow 100%. I know that for a fact it's not going to. But it makes me feel at ease to know that other people have went through this. And it's hard to, to say that I know people have had hard times when a lot of individuals, they only show you their glory.
1: They don't show well, you so, The thing also is you don't know when your struggle is going to happen. Some right. people can slowly start a business and everything is good, good, good. And then five years in, shit hits the fan. Right. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you can't necessarily... Yeah, it's, it's good to see and be transparent and see everything. But you also got to know that your your journey is going to be different. Right. It's not, it's not going to be the same. Right. So you may be able to like I said, start everything perfectly fine and everything's going smooth. And I mean, you have little hiccups here and there, but nothing like detrimental to your business. And then all of a sudden
0: something crazy
1: happened.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just, I just need transparency from everything around me on every level. So that's honestly why I do not follow. But But don't feel like you can't look at, don't feel like you can't look at, um, influencers, or are
1: people who've made it off of Instagram, you you could pick the good one. Yeah. There are a lot of people out there that have good stories and have good testimonies and, you know, are even willing to answer questions if you do have any questions about business or whatever. Um, and they're not selfish or, you know, entitled in any kind of way. And they'll,
0: they'll talk back to you. They will answer your question. Right right that's a beautiful insight um, so yeah so that is i'm cool. not, i'm mad
1: but neither one of us got any influences that's a right.
0: damn shame i guess because we're leaders within ourselves and we like to just lead our own selves down whatever like we'll take your opinion we'll listen to you we may use it but we kind of have in our mind like this is what we're going to do with our business yeah that's what i that's that's, my, true. that's what I feel with both of us like we'll we'll let you talk all day. we may take uh maybe a sentence out here and there from what you said, but we know what we're gonna do, so that's just what it's gonna be yeah so so, so yeah, I appreciate the conversation uh, so now you guys know a little bit about my life. Uh you know a little bit about mm-hmm. her and that she doesn't really care about doing hair. That's what I took from that. That is not what I said. Okay. That's what I heard. So tomato tomato. Um so I appreciate you guys for <laughs> tuning in this week. Uh, don't forget if you have if you have an iPhone, go on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, like, leave us a comment, leave us a review. You can listen to us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. Google Play and now on Amazon Podcast. If you want to send us an email, we are it is uh, balancingwater at yahoo.com and we also have a Gmail now balancingwater at gmail.com. Um, that's all because we're soon in the near future we're going to try to get everything to where it's visualized and we put them on YouTube. Um, so if you have any comments, uh, any questions you can leave us a, you can write us in our DM at Balance and Water on Instagram um, you can follow both, both of our personal pages mine is at Ariel Durant um, Water's is um, at beautiful mess with the mess the E instead of an E it is a 3 um, so yeah do you have anything that you want to say to the people before we end it this week
1: don't be scared of your dreams
0: positive exit like that's cute
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yes yes (laughs) don't be scared of your dreams i have limits but you don't be scared of your dreams also (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to vote do not forget to vote if you have not voted already take some time out please go vote early voting ends this upcoming sunday Um, and then you won't be able to vote till November the 3rd. So if you have not voted, please go vote. Um, and that's pretty much it. So, um, that's all I got to say. That's all for you. Yep. All right, y'all. See you next week. Bye. Bye.